Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows featured on both warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America and America's Judgment, When Hell Comes Knocking. Featured on the front page of DanaGlennSmith.com is Yellowstone, Wyoming Ecosystem Threatened. High Calling of God in Christ Jesus Meditation. America Truth Violated Meditation. Featured on Warren-USA.com Faith, Patience of Jesus, China Oppresses, Jesus Saves, Gospel Cost, India and Pakistan. Every Knee, Every Tongue, Book of Romans, Part 28. Age of Spiritual Warfare, Classic Warren Radio Series, Part 1. And do not miss these Warren Radio episodes, the weekly shows of the WIBR Warren Radio, the advocacy show from January 31st, I Have Chosen You, Prophetic Events, Persecuted Church 2024, Christians Starving, Persecution Advocacy at Warren Radio, Battle Lines Wednesday, February 1st, Everlasting Joy. Oh, that should be Thursday, sorry. Battle Lines, Thursday, February 1st. Everlasting Joy, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 203 on Battle Lines. And Sound the Shofar, Friday, February 2nd. The Word of the Lord, Speak My Word Faithfully, Part 4. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy of The Rising on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Angus & Robertson, 
and the rising ebook can be found on Google Play. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglennsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Dana, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's wonderful to be here. Yes, it's uh, 7 o'clock. Yeah, on this Wednesday, the 7th of February. A lot of things going on in the world. But today, our topic is the persecuted church. And so that's what we do on Wednesdays. And... uh, so we welcome you, and uh, middle of the week, you know, there, we're we're in February, and we're not too far from March. You know, this this whole winter, you know, zip by. You know, of course, we do have a little more winter left. But, uh, I don't know. It's pretty springy out there. It's been nice. Yeah. But we will get spring storms. We always do. So, And there there have been some big bad storms in California and other places. But uh, we had a real, real cold snap here. In January. Oh, that was terrible. It was very bitter. Yeah, it was bitter cold and way below zero and freezing and so we got through that then uh, we all of a sudden reached 45 and 50 degrees didn't you say it was 60 the other day yes i think yesterday yeah today it was like 52 yep so at any rate we're glad you joined us and uh, we're going to be Up front, the word of the Lord, speak my word faithfully. And this is a feature that we do. We take one of our posts at the top of the page, and uh, one that we published not too long ago. And uh, this particular one is uh, from Warren-USA. This is a series called the word of the lord and this particular one is part four speak my word faithfully and so speak my word faithfully as directed by the prophet jeremiah he knew the issue with judah and paramount was that they did not listen to the prophet of god so i think of america when i read that 
False prophets and messages also did not help Judah understand the truth. The section we look at specifically targets the false prophets, teachers, and others who manipulated the word of God. And you notice the word manipulated. Here those that do know the Lord must speak faithfully that word which the Lord has given to them. That's important. Speak my word faithfully meets those who use the word of God and manipulates it. It meets them head on. That's what it does. Further, those who distort and prophesy out of their own lies will be dealt with. There are many false prophets, false teachers, and others who lead many into perdition and destruction. Now, you may not think so today, but there are. It is the blind leading the blind, and they all fall headlong into the pit. Know this, the Lord is not pleased with those who do such things out of their own imagination. The Lord warns of these things as it is written by Jeremiah the prophet in chapter 33 through 28. 23. 23 through 28. Here is an excerpt. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not nor commanded them, therefore they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. Well, that's pretty scary that people, and there's people today. Yeah, and this is part four, so there's three other parts. And you can find them over on warn-usa.com. And uh, we have uh, these particular ones published there uh, on Spreaker and many other places that you can find them. We even have uh, an English-speaking uh, podcast in the Middle East. Actually, it's, uh, um, I mean, it encompasses uh, India and a lot of other places like that. The Word of the Lord, Speak My Word, Faithfully, Part 4, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Warren Radio Shows are hosted by the watchman Dana G. Smith and Tower, who is co-host. This is the WIBR Warren Radio Websites and Ministries. We are an in-depth biblical teaching, preaching, and warning agency for these last days. And so be sure, go over to the websites, check all the articles we got and everything, and you can listen to them from our websites. Uh, A lot of people, you know, they have their choices where they can listen to the shows. But they come out uh, three times a week, brand new shows, and uh, so check them out. Now the first uh, the first place we're going to go is North Africa. There is a lot of trouble in North Africa. And uh, this is from Mauritania. And we haven't had a lot from Mauritania. It's an no. Islamic Republic. <clears throat> and North Africa, in the past several months, North Africa has seen a disturbing surge. Now this is via persecution.org. 
North Africa has seen a disturbing surge in persecution of, of its national Christians and uh, with Mauritania, Algeria, and Libya at the forefront of escalating hostilities against Christians. This unsettling trend sheds light on the complex interplay of political, religious, and social factors that contribute to the challenges faced by Christian minorities in the region. And that seems to be always the case. Mauritania is an Islamic Republic while constitutionally does not outlaw Christianity. Capital punishment for apostasy and blasphemy from Islam is outlined in the country's legal code. Proselytizing or promoting any other religion other than Islam is also not allowed in Mauritania. In December 2023, a video went viral locally of a Mauritanian baptism which led to the government crackdown with 15 Christians detained, then later released, uh, later released after several weeks of national debate concerning the nation's tiny but growing uh, Christian minority. So that's uh, Mauritania. The next is Algeria. Church closures and crackdown on pastors. Neighboring Algeria has not been exempted from the wave of persecution. Reports over the past few years shows a series of church closures and a crackdown on pastors signaling a concerning violation of religious freedom. Both longtime registered Protestant churches as well as house churches have been revealed, raided, and Christians dealt, uh, detained from practicing their faith in Algeria. The targeted nature of these actions raises questions about the motives behind such measures and denial of crackdowns on Christians while the whole thing is to stop Christianity. Yeah, around the world. Libya. Government searches for Christians online through connections. In Libya, a divided nation grappling with post-conflict challenges, a local governments and militias intensified efforts to find and detain Christians have added to the growing concern. The use of online surveillance and connections to track down individuals based on their religious affiliation underscores the extent to which religious persecution has infiltrated even the digital realm. The breakdown in law and order in the fractured nation puts any Libyan even suspected of interested in Christianity in grave danger of being detained, tortured, and even killed. <sighs> Now, you know, that tells you, Tower, that, uh, you know, when, when we really talk about this, you know, when the dark one gets here, the Antichrist, you know, he's going to have the mark of the beast and he'll have online monitored all the time. You won't be oh, able yeah. to get away with nothing. So and he will it's just make a matter war. of time. Even yeah. now they can tell what you're doing. Yeah, and he'll make war with the Christians. Yeah, he will. The surge in persecution against Christians in North Africa, uh, there's a number of uh, factors. 
New, the new year brought a sharper divide between the Muslim-majority world and the Western world order. While a complex geopolitical factor that reaches far beyond North Africa, the ongoing conflict in Israel-Gaza is perceived by many in the Muslim-majority world as a form of Western tyranny against Muslim lands. The United States is still seen by many around the world as a center of global Christian evangelization. And with most Americas and evangelicals firmly putting their political support behind Israel in the latest Middle East conflict, North African Protestant groups, which represent the majority of indigenous Christians in North African countries, are experiencing great backlash and persecution through assumed association. Hence, in the deeply Islamic nations of North Africa, the tiny numbers of national Christians, particularly Protestant groups that come from Muslim backgrounds, are sometimes unfairly perceived and suspected of siding with the Christian West or Zionism. The perceived growth of Christian communities in predominantly Muslim nations in North Africa has heightened anxieties among certain segments of the population, especially extremist Islamic groups. In some cases, Christians are viewed as a threat to the prevailing religious and social order, leading to increased discrimination and persecution. Well, the bottom line of it is, is that we've been covering, you know, the persecuted church for a long time. And it's been increasing all along, whether you want to blame the West or blame Israel. You know, and this is exactly what these governments do. Anything to admit that it's their own policies that actually are bringing persecution. These people live to persecute and kill and rape and a lot of these other type of things follow Islam. It's not the Christians that are going around committing jihad. It's not the Christians that are going around and burning down, uh, you know, the, the temples of the Muslims. It's not the Christians that are beheading Muslims. You know, this is entirely, in this last days, all the persecution, all the trouble can be traced to Islam. Whether they want to admit it or not, that's where it's traced to. And, and that's the bottom line. And so this, the Muslims aren't going to change. There are a few that don't do the things that these people do, but these people are gaining in influence and fervor. They, many of them can't wait to have a global jihad. They're all waiting for the Mahdi, uh, Iran, and their Ayatollah over there for a long time, even before this guy got in. The others, I mean, I was talking about their... They're waiting for the Mahdi many, many years ago. They were waiting for the Mahdi. And now, well, especially recently, because of Biden giving Iran a bunch of money, you know, Iran funneled it out to Muslim groups, and that's how Hamas ended up attacking Israel. And how we got in the mess we are today is because of Joe Biden giving money to Iran Iran is not our friend. Red China is not our friend. And and that matter, there's a lot of people in our government that isn't our friend. <laughs> yes, America that's is true. divided. We've got open borders. 
and then they come on and warn us and tell us that uh, you know we've got uh, you know threats from Hamas and others. Well, the duff factor is here because any moron knows that when you keep your borders wide open like our did with President Biden, you know that's what's going to happen. And the Republicans and Democrats, all they do is fight, which it helps the enemies of America. So it's time for Merritt to get off their lazy butts. It's time for these senators to stop fighting. Get rid of some of these old uh, senators like Schumer and Pelosi and a few others. And get, and get in there and get the border problem solved. Or you're going to regret it. Because you're going to be met. We already do regret it. Yeah. But it's going to be worse. Well, the thing of it is, they're going to be attacking. We haven't had the attacks yet, but that's what I'm talking about. Yes. You know, if we don't if we don't get the border secured and if we don't stop this nonsense and protect it, um, America is not going to be a good place to live for many of you. So, at any rate, are you ready? Yes. Escaping North Korea. This story comes to us via globalchristianrelief.org. Un Young, a North Korean defector, never heard of Jesus Christ as a young teenager. After her daring escape to, North Korea, to South Korea, she learned the truth about God's word and the troubling statistic that an estimated 70,000 persecuted Christians in North Korea are in prison because of their faith. Have you ever wondered what life is like inside secretive North Korea? Un Young, a brave North Korean defector, provides a glimpse, a brief glimpse. In her youth, Un Young had never heard of God, so as a teenager she began to focus on worldly things. Her main objective involved making money in hopes of achieving a certain level of status and acceptance in North Korea. She, <clears throat> excuse me, she remembers the North, she remembers the nation's cult-like worship of leader Kim Jong-un and the hard labor camps that waited awaited anyone acting in defiance of the government's strict rules. But around the age of 13, when she fled her homeland, she was largely unaware of the vast number of persecuted Christians in North Korea. Because expressing interest in religion is enough for someone to possibly be detained, imprisoned, tortured, or killed. The government views Christians as a hostility and attempts to eliminate God completely. As such, many North Koreans lack knowledge and understanding regarding the Christian faith and the underground church. After her risky escape, Un Young was led to Christ by a South Korean pastor. She wept upon learning that she had a loving Father in heaven guiding her to freedom. Now when she reflects on her previous life in North Korea, a Bible verse from Ecclesiastes 1-2 comes to mind. Everything is meaningless. She explained, Back then I was only thinking about money. Now I see those things and materials as meaningless. God has changed my perspective. That's right. Yes. 
Today, Un Young has found true meaning and purpose in her walk with Christ. She is filled with the fruits of the Spirit and ministers to other North Korean refugees who are just discovering the love of God for the very first time. She longs to carry the gospel back to her homeland to reach millions of others who remain in the dark. And now that she has learned about their plight, she holds in fervent prayer the estimated 70,000 North Korean believers who are imprisoned for their faith, many of whom may be trapped in the country's hard labor camps. Yeah, that's terrible. It is. I'm thankful she came to the Lord, came to know him. Yeah, when they start talking like that, you know the Lord's touched them. Yeah, I wonder who she escaped with, with family or by herself? I don't know. There's be interesting to hear more of her story. Yeah, yeah. And I think there is more of that. Um, that story is just one part of it. So we may find, you may find more at globalchristianrelief.org. Now, we're, uh, I want to talk. This is from BarnabasAid.org. They're also talking about northern Mozambique. We were talking about Africa um, earlier. The increasing persecution in North Africa, persecution.org. And then we've got another one. This is from BarnabasAid.org. Now, both of these organizations are talking about this. The only thing about this, um, it shows villages burning, and they were set afire by ISIS. Mm. Uh, Islamists have boasted of killing 10 Christians in a series of attacks over two weeks against Christian villages in northern Mozambique. You know, there, there's just so much violence going on all the time. All over the world. I just hate it. The onslaught claimed by Islamic State, or known as ISIS or Daesh, coincided with the launch on January 4, 2024, of their new global terror campaign. That's the ISIS or ISIL. And their campaign is kill them wherever you find them. <laughs> now, does that, does that tell you? Huh? Exactly what these people do, you know, and and so we talked with in the other story, you know, that the increasing violence, increasing uh, Christian persecution, and one of the reasons it is is because these people are dead set on bringing in World War Three, another global jihad, and killing as many Christians. They would love it if they could kill every every Christian on the face of this earth and have them all lined up, and and uh, you know because they they believe you know the scripture does say that there's coming a time when those that kill you will think that they are doing God a service, and that's exactly what the Muslims jihadists believe. That is a fact. You know that is an absolute dead ringing fact and of course the fact of it is if you live in some of these areas it is dangerous because I can tell you most of these Christians living in these village, uh, villages they are not there to make war 
you know, they have tools and things to work the ground. They have tools and things to get animals for food or whatever. But, yeah, and, and so this is really where we're at in this. And this is why it's so tragic. And uh, there was another district that got hit. And, uh, you know, they killed three residents. Okay, just three of them. But they burned down a church along with 60 houses. Oh. And, and two days later, they hit another village. They murdered another three Christians. And they, they burned over 70 houses and three motorcycles. These people are going literally from village to village. That's and then terrible. on January 7th, for instance, gunmen opened fire with machine guns on a village in the same district where these others were. And all the residents escaped unhurt, but as they fled, the marauders set fire to nearly 40 houses. And two Christians were murdered and 16 houses burned down. Now, yeah, the bottom line of it is, is that Barnabas states openly stop the genocide of Christians. Yeah, 1,800 Christians have been murdered in northern Mozambique since 2017. There are more than 50,000 Christians slaughtered in a genocidal campaign waged by Islamists across parts of sub-Saharan Africa. The worst affected area is northern and middle belt Nigeria, where around 45,000 believers have been killed since 2009. Now, if you don't think there's a jihad against Christians, then you ain't listening. Can you believe that? That's horrible. It is. And so, you know, we get two stories on the same place, but this one gives you a little different slant and lets you know uh, some of the results of that. Sometimes it's hard to tell, you know, but we know from covering this. It, it happens all the time, and many times these governments will not do a thing. The Christians are up the creek. Sad, sad, sad. And so here's another one from ChristianNews.net. ChristianNews.net is a good uh, little website. They have a lot of Christian news from various news organizations and organizations that uh, um, predominantly are like ministries. And uh, they get put up on ChristianNews.net. And there's also a MorningStarNews.org. There, there, there's a number of them. And so this is how the word actually gets out. This is from Nigeria. And the governor of Kaduna State, and we hear this a lot, Kaduna State, Nigeria met with leaders after the pace of terrorist killings since September increased in a Christian area including 25 people slain in the first two weeks of January. You know, like I said, and I've said this time and time again, 
There is such a difference between Christianity and Islam. And when you have global jihad and Muslims killing innocent people, then somebody in some government ought to get their heads out of the nether region and stand up and do something. But none of them will. America don't even do it. Great Britain don't do it. Nobody stands up for these people. If someone would get an army and go through and kill every one of these jihadists, guess what? I can guarantee you that would stop their jihadists. But see, we can't get into that because we're civilized. So we just allow the bad guys to do all the murder while we feel shocked. It's time to get something. But see, the thing of it is, we know from prophecy, we know from revelation, we know what's coming. Dear God, help us. And yeah. uh, it goes on to say, in fact, these attacks became worse from the month of September to this January. And they told this to the Christian Daily International Morningstar News. Now, see, Morningstar News must have changed their name uh, as well. They added to it the Christian Daily International Dash Morningstar News. That's the first time I've seen it. So I don't know if Morningstar News got. Um, I think Morningstar News just added another title onto it. Um, since November, many of our people have been forced to flee our communities. Farmers are not able to go to their farms. This is aside from about 100 more Christians who have been killed in the past four months. You know, if you're a minority and you turn around talking about hundreds killed, you know, you're going to be even more of a minority. Yeah. And there was a bunch that was kidnapped, and those figures don't even... Don't even... Uh, project with those now they had the leaders of the area had spoken with Christian Daily International Morning Star News and uh, they did that after they met with the Kaduna government there and with the heads of security agencies and uh, they were trying to deal with you know the terrorism in the state and of course they told the leaders that the purpose of the meeting was to brainstorm how to curtail recent attacks and I, I'd brainstorm too the recent occurrences on that axis clearly indicates the reopening of a front on that route this points us strongly to the need for renewed focus so in other words if you go into the areas of, of all these uh, various uh, towns that they were talking about, they see that that's a route that ISIS and some of these others are taking. And uh, they went on to talk to uh, Morningstar News and they need desperately the Nigerian government to check terrorist activities and as long as we've been doing this, has been a lot of years, and, and Nigeria is always on the terror list. I mean, it's always, they're always finding ways to kill Christians there. And so in some of the summaries, six Christians were kidnapped. 
uh, on Saturday the 13th of January and uh, those that are kidnapped are still in captivity day and night Christians are being attacked villages raided by these terrorists and we have complained to the government and security agencies about our plight but nothing has been done now that's not surprising no it's not you know and it is always going to be on a back burner Nigeria is the third highest country with the number of tax on churches and other Christian buildings more kidnappings of Christians took place in Nigeria with uh, 3,300 more than any other country and it remained the deadliest place to follow Christ. 4,118 people killed for their faith from 2022 uh, to 2023 according to the Open Doors 24 World Watch List. That's just a year from October to September. Yep. That's just a year. That's horrible. 4,000. You know, and that's why we need to address it. But guess what? We don't address it. The world doesn't address it. You know, so does it, it, is it any wonder? You know, we're, we're looking at the apocalypse. We're looking at the coming of the Antichrist. We're looking at the, the end of days. And what are we doing? Well, America has opened borders, allowing everybody to come in, including... Islamists, and we don't know whether they're jihadists or not. And so this this stuff is going to spread. Do you think these guys are just going to sit around and kill people in Africa and the Middle East and some of these other places? Don't you think that they would rather come to America and shed blood over here? This is the real target. And, and the fact that we are so lackadaisical and complacent and and I think downright stupid you know to allow this to go on and to you know open up our border that that's about as stupid as you can get but see there is a reason that Democrats do that because their thinking is allowing in all these illegals they will allow them to vote and uh, they expect them to all vote Democrats, so then Democrats will always win the election and the Democrats can do what they want. Now, isn't that a load of crock? Now, see, that's what these people in RDC is doing. And they forget that there's people that don't want Democrats doing all the thing all the time. So that America, I mean, if you're a jihadist, now's the time to come in. You know what? My God, give us strength, dear Lord. Wake somebody up in this country. Amen. It's about time somebody did something. But see, they're going to wait. They're going to fiddle fart around until something happens. And then they can say, well, we told you so. And they have. They've been telling us all along while the border is open. Well, we've got Hamas, you know, and we've got other groups in America now. They're going to commit, you know, attacks. Well, close the door, the, you know, the border. But they don't. They just warn us. Hey, you know, Hamas going to attack. <laughs> close the border, you knucklehead. You know? Well, America's in a lot of trouble, people, so. Yeah, we seen that news story last night about um, all these, somebody was reporting on the Islamists 
are here in America and they pose a danger or a threat to Americans. Do you remember that, what it was? No, I don't. Oh, it was just about the people coming into this country. Well, we've known for years that they're here and they have places set up ready to attack when they get the word. One of those groups are Chinese. Yeah. That are coming in. Well, I'm talking about the Muslims. Been here for years. Well, they have been here for years and um, they're not specific from any group like we could say the Fulani in many places. The Muslims that are here have been here and they have uh, been practicing open warfare you know, in their lands that they bought. And uh, they're preparing for the day when America goes in and kind of falls and there's going to be a big civil war and the jihadists will be fighting to take over America. Doesn't that sound fun? Uh Uh-huh. So are you ready? Yes. This is interesting. This story is Society, Bible, God, and Girls. It comes to us via GodReports.com. When Girls Gone Wild Become Girls Gone Bible. In a twist on the worldly term, Girls Gone Wild, Glam Girls, Angie and Ari, launched a YouTube podcast called Girls Gone Bible. It encourages young women to be bold for Jesus. We're a couple of girls who used to be wild, says Angie, who refers to her friend as a spiritual Navy SEAL. This girl is a Navy SEAL for Jesus, she says about Ari. I look at this sweet feminine angel who wears floral dresses from a Reformation store and makes floral arrangements in her free time. But guys, if you see this girl, she will go to battle for the Lord. Girls Gone Bible was born on their desire to encourage each other and everyone who struggles with imperfections but wants to serve a perfect God. Today, the channel has a respectable 235,000 subscribers. I get into my 20s and I have a panic attack one time. Chronic panic attacks and after that, it goes on for years, says the Albanian-born actress. I did the only thing I knew how to do and I started to self-medicate with alcohol. Her Her nominal Christian faith or Catholic faith, her nominal Catholic faith, did little to help her because she had never read the Bible. She suffered anxiety, depression, derealization, and depersonalization. She worked at a nightclub while her acting career floundered. Then Angie met a pastor who began to instruct her in the Word of God and pray for her. By 2019, the Word was taking effect and she has been sober ever since. So that's exciting. It is. And uh, I moved some of these stories around. So uh, your next one is the same. But uh, this one is with Pakistan. You know, and we, this is another country that, I mean, we can, we can name them. 
you know, all the time. You know, Pakistan and India. Ni- Nigeria, we always report on those. Nigeria, Kenya a lot of times. And then, of course, you get into Mozambique, you know, Narogano, Karabakh. Um, I mean, there, there's just a lot of areas. And North Korea. Um, China, for what they do, we don't get a lot of reports, you know. But, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that it's astounding when you look at how many people are really affected by the persecution and also how many that we actually report on and others. An Islamic cleric presided over the forced conversion of two Christians in Pakistan and they were tortured into reciting the Islamic conversion creed. Well, that doesn't make them Islamists, but that's what they they want to do. Because that's not the way Christianity works. The Lord knows when these people are forced. Azam uh, 28 and his brother, they were abducted and beaten with iron rods and pressured it to convert to Islam in January of this year. And uh, he was working at his tailoring shop in the market when they held him at gunpoint and took him to the house of another suspect. And the assailants accused him of patronizing wrongdoing in the area and started beating him with iron rods. The suspects later abducted his younger brother and brought him to the house and subjected him to the same torture. The accused then forced the two Christians to recite the Islamic conversion creed if they wanted to save their lives, threatening to kill them if they refused. So the tortured brothers went ahead and did it. That's too bad. And the suspects also recorded a video statement of the two brothers in which they were forced to say they were converting to Islam of their own free will. He added that the assailants also snatched mobile phones and other belongings. See, this is this is like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally freaking corrupt. You know, this... A bunch of ding-a-ling crooks take two brothers who were working for a living and these people are mad and jealous because they're probably unemployed and they're Muslim so they decided to do something. Of course Pakistan is predominantly Muslim and Christians don't have much rights. And they and they um the rights activists said the brothers and their impoverished Christian families chose to keep silent about the ordeal as the suspects had warned them against contacting police. Well, the police probably wouldn't have done anything anyway. Yeah. That's terrible. That's horrible. So, after much uh, persuasion, they were able to convince a family to file a first information report with the police as keeping silent would only have encouraged the perpetrators to target more Christians. 
Well, I hope it does something. More than 300 Christian families are settled there. Police arrested a Muslim cleric alleged to have conducted the conversion and registered uh, registered charges against the suspects of kidnapping uh, punishable by death or life imprisonment. Boy, that's shocking. Yeah. Theft with intention to cause injury or death, punishable by up to 10 years in prison. And the suspects have criminal backgrounds and have been involved in inciting uh, hatred against Christians. This is not the first time Christians have been targeted in that area. And they've had at least two or three attempts were made to stir religious tension by throwing uh, torn pages of the Koran near Christian homes and then blaming the Christians. Yeah, yeah. And local Christian leaders were enraged with Muslim scholars and government officials to maintain peace in the village. Uh, But the two brothers and their family have gone into hiding, cut off contact with those who were trying to provide them legal help. Oh, that's too bad. That's due to fear. Yeah. The attack was evidence that forced conversions were taking place in Pakistan under various pretexts. Not only our minor girls, but even our young men are being targeted by Islamic elements. There's, there's only one thing that stops that. If, they, if they're not going to take these people and put them into jail, the only other option, well, there's two other options. One is pray for a miracle and have God deliver you out of the situation to a place that is safe. The other option is the one that, uh, you know, in America, with all the guns we have here, you get a gun and you just even the score. But see, I can tell you that these, time and time again, over all the years, they do not have weapons, per se. And most of these Islamists, they deal in areas where the Christians are oppressed and poor and many can even be illiterate and that and that happens and so this is a tragedy oh it is absolute tragedy that we're sitting here today and this stuff is still going on and it, it's not going to go away because we know we know that the jihad is just starting. And it's been going for a long time. Matter of fact, the person that actually brought up about the Muslims changing was David Wilkerson, who had talked about it a long, 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 long time ago. And he was and shortly after that we started seeing more of this jihad. And see, here's more of the same thing, you know. The, I mean, you can call this uh, the Muslim war on Christians. And this one is ChristianDaily.com and Morningstar News. And they're also talking about religious Muslim extremist attacks in central Nigeria. And this is by the Fulani herdsmen and other terrorists. Now, the Fulani... They are a big group. 
They're not just a few. There's a whole bunch of them, and not all of them do this. But they have been known to attack, especially farmers, to get their land. Christian farmers. And they attacked one village. They killed 24 Christians. According to the president of the Baptist conference there, they drove uh, 500 church members from 10 villages and which resulted in the closure of a Baptist church in each community. So they just run them out. You know, you know, Tower, if that happened in America, there'd be some dead bad guys. I think there would, for sure. You know, and I'm not saying that's good, but where where's the government? Again, you're always asking that. Yeah. For years and years. There is no government that's going to protect Christians. And then, like in the last article, they were so afraid that they didn't want anything to do, so they went and hid from the people that wanted to help them. Because the law doesn't do good, any good, when these guys are going to come back and kill them. And that's what they truly believed. And so there was another attack, the slaughter of 24 members of Bethel Baptist, including the pastor, and nine members of another Baptist church, they were killed. And they said, the sad thing is that we didn't have a place to bury the corpses of our church members. So the corpses were dumped in a mining pit. Oh, no. That's Officials horrible. feared that burying so many mutilated bodies would lead to further security threats, so church leaders arranged for a mass burial in a neighboring area. Can you believe that? Oh, that's just horrifying. And so that's... That's horrendous. Now this is a long article and you can read more at MorningStarNews.org and look for the article Muslim Extremists Attacks uh, Muslim Extremist Attacks Devastate Churches in Nigeria. And so we've been talking about the devastating attacks all over the place, not just in Nigeria. And this is a sign that somebody ain't paying attention. That's what it's a sign of. That's right. I can tell you that if Christians did go around slaughtering and killing like Muslims, there would be a bigger war. Because the Muslims would burn, shoot, kill anybody they could find. But no, it's okay to kill the Christians. They don't shoot back. They have the love of Christ. They try to stay to themselves. They nurture their family. But these wicked Muslims come up and torture them, do anything they can to destroy them. So Islam, I have something for you. If you're such an awful, mighty, God-fearing group, then 
you know, why do you have so much blood on your hands? Do you think your God okays it? And if your God okays it, then you're serving the wrong God. Because we know the true and the living God. And he is coming back and he will stop this. And he will stop you. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, Yahshua HaMashiach, to the glory of our God and Father. May this be stopped. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Yep. And so we're coming down to the end tower. We got to. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Please remember your brethren around the world. Pray for them, and if at all possible, help them. And we thank you for all you do for Christ Jesus. We love you, and we pray for you, and please pray for us. We always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. And look up, for your redemption draws nigh. Take hope in the Lord. And good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, daniglinsmith.com. I urge you to seek the Lord today and be prepared for what is coming. This year, especially in America, there is going to be some bad trouble, financial trouble, and a lot of other things. So draw close to the Lord and trust in Him. And although there may be Muslim groups that may decide to attack in here, the bottom line of it is, is that God will make a way. Amen. So tonight, look to the Lord. Seek Him. Ask Him to keep you from the evil. It's taken from what the Lord said. I pray thee, Father, that you would not take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil. Speaking of the believers. So be safe. Seek the Lord with all your heart. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. May the light of his countenance shine a path for you as you walk for him. And may his guardian angels surround you wherever you go. Be blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And may the enemies of Jesus Christ our Lord repent of their sins. Otherwise they will face the wrath of the Almighty. Revelation chapter 1 Revelation chapter 22 Shalom Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio